Hello and welcome to the First Pick Podcast, your number one overall choice in sports podcasting. I'm your host, Maddox Miller, and I know there hasn't been an episode in nearly two months. Last episode was July 13th, but I just, I don't know why, but I just never got back on to doing the episodes. But we have a extremely long episode ahead of us because there's been a lot that happened in the NFL and today is going to be an NFL exclusive episode because tomorrow is the first week of Sunday football. And we had Thursday night football two nights ago. The Kansas City Chiefs and league MVP, not league MVP, Super Bowl MVP Patrick Mahomes threw three touchdowns. Deshaun Watson disappointed. And the Texans uh, shown that they have a turntile O-line and the Chiefs defense and Clyde Edwards-Alaire played great. But that is besides the point because today we're going to be talking about some of the moves that have been made in the past few months. Especially today with Rams wide receiver Cooper Cup agreeing to a $48 million deal with three years. Alvin Kamara, who was supposedly holding out now gets a five-year 75 million dollar extension and Dalvin Cook arguably one of the best running backs top three top five in running back in the league gets a five-year 63 million dollar extension with the Minnesota Vikings other things that had happened in the NFL Jamal Adams traded from the New York Jets he was easily the Jets best player and one of the best safeties in the league he was traded for an overhaul to the Seattle Seahawks, Yannick Ngakwe, one of the remaining members of Saxonville, the 2017 Jacksonville defense that was one of the best the league has ever seen, now is a Minnesota Viking, now bolstering a Viking D-line after losing, I want to say, after losing Everson Griffin, I believe, to the Dallas Cowboys. A lot, a lot of moves have happened, and a lot of teams improved, a.k.a. the Vikings and the Seahawks, and a lot of teams got worse, a.k.a. Uh, the Jaguars and the Jets. Oh, and another big thing, Washington, formerly the Washington Redskins, had, had announced their name. I know this is all old news, but... For people who don't follow it, follow the news, the NFL news as much. This is just a really quick recap. They are now the Washington football team. Their logo is a yellow W. They did absolutely nothing except just make themselves bland. Um, but for today, we are doing a pick 'em. We are going to be picking winners of all the Week One games, specifically all the Sunday games and all and the two Monday night games that are on that will be on, and then we may try and pick next week's thursday game and yeah it's just gonna be really fun uh i'm gonna pick a team and then i'm gonna talk about why i think some will be longer some will be shorter and this is this is really going off like top of my head type stuff i'm not really gonna be doing any in-depth research which i know isn't the best way to do it but this is just in a more of an opinion based and less of a hard statistics like pff statistics based type uh, pick them. So let's go ahead and get started off. So we're going to start off with our one o'clock slate, which holds one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, which holds 10 games. 10 games will be going on at one o'clock. Uh, we have Eagles at Washington, Miami Dolphins at New England Patriots, 
Green Bay Packers at Minnesota Vikings, Indianapolis Colts at Jacksonville Jaguars, Chicago Bears at Detroit Lions, Las Vegas Raiders at Carolina Panthers, New York Jets at the Buffalo Bills, Cleveland Browns at the Baltimore Ravens, Seattle Seahawks at Atlanta Falcons, Charger, Los Angeles Chargers at Cincinnati Bengals. That'll be Joe Burr's debut as Bengals quarterback, and he will get a warm welcome from the limited home crowd. Uh, Arizona Cardinals in DeAndre Hopkins' first game at 49ers going up against a great defense. Uh, but the, the Seahawks, Chargers, Chargers, Bengals, Cardinals, Seahawks, excuse me, Cardinals, Seahawks, and and now Tampa Bay Buccaneers at New Orleans Saints are 405, 425, and 425. And then closing out the Sunday night slate, Sunday night football will be the Dallas Cowboys heading to SoFi Stadium to play the Los Angeles Rams in Rams' new uniform, logo, and stadium debut. So we're going to just start off with, obviously, the first game that pops up here, which is the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Washington football team. I think this is a very, very obvious choice. It's the it's going to the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't care if it's a home game. Home games don't matter as much because of the limited fans. So certain, I think the Los Angeles Chargers will have a bit of advantage because they're used to not playing with fans. But the Philadelphia Eagles have a really solid just roster overall. They always have. They have since they won the Super Bowl. Uh, with Nick Foles, I think that was the twenty seven, no, twenty eighteen, and they kind of kept that roster. They did lose some uh, bigger pieces. Uh, they lost, I think it was Malcolm. They lost Malcolm Jenkins. Uh, they lost Nelson Aguilar, but he did. He kind of wasn't a good catcher. Um, but they added some really, really good defense. They added a really good defensive piece in Darius Slay, getting him from the Lions in a trade, and. They didn't really lose a whole lot. They could have they could have done a little bit more damage control, but overall I think their team is still really solid. I think Carson Wentz can still play at a at a not a top tier, but acceptable tier quarterbacking um for Philadelphia to get the win. And I think I believe Deshaun Jackson is finally healthy and last time he played this team he absolutely destroyed them. And the Washington football team has only gotten worse. Since this offseason, uh, they lost their best O-lineman in Trent Williams. He is now a 49er. And now they're in a very interesting position because they got Chase Young, but he can only do so much seeing as he's D-line. Yeah, he can hit the quarterback, but he needs he needs the linebackers to and the corners and the safeties to stop the receivers from getting open so he can get to the quarterback. And he will most likely be one of the top guys O-linemen are looking to double team and make sure they hit he's not going to get anything easy and he is a rookie so we don't really know how well he's going to do so for my first pick I'm going with the Philadelphia Eagles moving on to the next game we have the Miami Dolphins playing against the New England Patriots now the Patriots seem like the very obvious choice but they did get worse. They lost Tom Brady. They lost Kyle Van Noy. They lost Jamie Collins, Danny Shelton. They lost a lot of guys on a really elite defense, but they still have a really good defense. And they finally decided to sign Cam Newton, I think, a couple months ago. They they brought Cam Newton in to hope that he can they can rejuvenate his career and get him back into MVP form. But the Patriots have a really bad track record against the Dolphins. The Patriots, the past... 
like few like I want to say four years haven't been able to sweep the Dolphins. The Dolphins are the reason the Patriots didn't get a week one bye in the playoffs last year. And then the Patriots went on to lose to the Titans. The Patriots were the team that suffered the Miami miracle. The Patriots are not good against the Dolphins. But this is at uh, Gillette Stadium. And I do think the Patriots are going to pull away with this. Even though the Dolphins did add a lot of good pieces. They added Byron Jones. They added Kyle Van Noy. They drafted Tua Tungalavoa. Drafted uh, Noah Igu. Igbinabene from OSU, I think. No, he's not from OSU. Um, Tua will not be starting. Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be the starting quarterback. And Ryan Fitzpatrick is a very acceptable quarterback. He won that team six games and went on like a four and two streak to finish off the season. And I do think that this team can be decent. Devontae Parker is a really good receiver and he could shoot himself potentially into the top 10. Uh, receivers in the league, but I do give the edge to the Patriots specifically just because the Dolphins are still kind of seen as a bit of a bottom tier team. They need to add a couple more pieces uh, before I can confidently say they can beat a team of the caliber like the Patriots because the Patriots, they know how to come over adversity. They know that for the past years, years and years everyone is like the Patriots dynasty is over Tom Brady's uh, washed and too old Bill Belichick is too aged for today's game but yet they continue to win they would continue to win and I feel like that mindset is going to continue with this season even though the Patriots lost a lot of pieces they still have pieces to win so my second pick goes to the Patriots over the Dolphins now I'm not doing scores because I'm not that good at predicting scores Moving on to the third game, we have the Green Bay Packers at Minnesota playing the Vikings. Now, this is a really, really interesting game because these are two teams, the Packers and the Vikings, that could either go 11-5 and five or 8-8. Eight and eight. It, it's, They're really two very interesting teams. The Packers had a phenomenal season last year. They made the NFC Championship game. Yes, did they get throttled by the Niners? Absolutely. But they still had a really good season because they got that far. And they beat the, like they beat some good teams to get there, like the Seahawks, even though some people think that shouldn't have happened. But the Packers kind of hurt. I don't know how I feel about the Packers because it felt like they didn't get worse, but somehow they also did at the same time. They didn't get better. They just kind of stayed. They just kind of sat there and stayed because they I'm sure they lost Brian Bulaga. I'm pretty sure he's a charger now. Uh, they lost um, Jimmy Graham, but that's not that big of a loss because Jimmy Graham is aging now and he's in Chicago. It wasn't really that big of a deal. Uh, but then you look at the draft. The Packers' number one need was wide receiver. The Packers desperately needed a wide receiver. And what did they do? They drafted a backup quarterback to Aaron Rodgers in the first round. In the first round, where they could have had mul- there were multiple receivers on the board that they could have taken that would be viable options. But instead, they took uh, Jordan Love to back up Rodgers. So now their wide receiver room is Devontae Adams, who is one of the best wide receivers in the league, and then a bunch of meh. And now you look over to the Vikings, and it's Kirk Cousins who will either throw like he's Brett Favre 
in his prime or he'll throw like he's uh injured RG3. And that is a complete exaggeration. It's not even a fair comparison. But he will either be really good or really bad. And Kirk Cousins is a very interesting quarterback. And now he lost one of his biggest weapons when Stephon Diggs was traded to the Buffalo Bills. Losing Stephon Diggs can both really hurt this team and really help this team. Because now you can force feed Adam Thielen. This is, Adam Thielen and Devontae Adams is the biggest matchup of this game. It is what wide receiver will be able to get open and let their quarterbacks hit them. Will it be Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers or Adam Thielen and Kirk Cousins? Now, another thing about the Vikings is they got Justin Jefferson in the draft. They just traded for Yannick Ngakwe to boost their defense up. Um, so it's this is a really, really balanced matchup. And it's it's gonna be it's probably gonna be a really fun game to watch because the Packers still have a solid defense with Jair Alexander, Zadarius Smith, Kenny Clark, and the Vikings just got Ngakwe and they still have uh, Harrison Smith. They these two teams are very well matched. They are very well matched up together. They both have great running backs. Dalvin Cook just got an extension, and Aaron Jones proved to be a great running back for the Packers. In the end, though, who am I picking to win? I think the Green Bay Packers will beat the Minnesota Vikings. And the only reason is I think Aaron Rodgers will be able to outperform Kirk Cousins even with less receiver weapons. I think it is going to be Aaron Rodgers lighting up a defense that, yeah, they know how Aaron works because they play him twice a year and they have been, but I don't think they will be able to stop Rodgers, Aaron Jones, and Devontae Adams as well as the – as and I think and I think the Packers will be able to contain Thielen, Cousins, and Cook more than the Vikings with against the Packers trio. So third pick, I think the Packers are starting off the season one and zero. Fourth game, Colts Jaguars. I'm not even gonna discuss this. It's going to the Colts. It's going to the Colts. The Jaguars in the off season lost Calais Campbell, and in the regular season last year lost Jalen Ramsey. They lost Calais Campbell, Telvin Smith, Yannick Ngakwe. Leonard Fournette, who I forgot to mention, he signed with the Buccaneers. Um, they lost. I just AJ Bouye, uh, who signed with the Broncos, and they just they just lost everyone. And there's there's that team is really hopeless, especially with a quarterback who may be really who not even really good, who may be good and may be really bad. Um, in Gardner Minshew. And yeah, he's a fan favorite, but this Jaguars team is just like a very hollow shell of their of their old twenty seventeen self, and it's it's or twenty seven twenty seventeen twenty eighteen I can't remember of that Saxonville defense. They're they're a real hollow shell um, of themselves, and even the offense is still like it never was that good, and it's only gotten worse. I feel like you just lost Leonard Fournette. Your wide receivers are like Dede Westbrook and DJ Chark are fine, but you don't really have a number one guy who's like a Devontae Adams or an Adam Thielen or a Hopkins type weapon. So I think this easily goes to the Colts. The Colts, 
Finally, they, they don't have to rely on Jacoby Brissett because they have a solid quarterback in Phillip Rivers. I do believe Phillip Rivers can get this team some wins and potentially get them to the playoffs. This team also added Jonathan Taylor at running back. So now you have Marlon Mack, Naomi Hines, and Jonathan Taylor. That is a great running back trio. T.Y. Hillen is one of the most underrated wide receivers in the league, and he I think he will be able to do great things for this team. The only thing, the only reason... The only kind of downside of what they happened of what happened to them in the offseason was they did lose Eric Ebron to the Steelers, but Eric Ebron was only really good for one year, and that was when they had Andrew Luck, and I don't think he'll be able to. Re- I don't think he would have been able to repeat that Luck performance with a guy like Philip Rivers, but I think this easily goes to the Colts. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a three touchdown game. Because this Jaguars team is just bad. They're probably going to be getting the number one pick at the end of this season. Now, the fourth, no, no, the fifth game, the Chicago Bears and my Detroit Lions. The Chicago Bears traded for Nick Foles from the Jaguars. And Nick Foles lost that starting job. So now Mitchell Trubisky is starting. This team also, this team lost Prince Umukamara. Uh, and that's the only big loss. But they add, and they added Jimmy Graham. And that's the only things that are coming in my head right now, that are popping up in my head right now. I think the Lions are going to win this. And this isn't me being a, a over-my-head Lions fan. The Detroit Lions added Danny Shelton, they added Desmond Trufant, they added Jamie Collins, they added Jeff Okuda from the draft, DeAndre Swift from the draft, they just signed Adrian Peterson, and they also traded for Deron Harmon. I think they have the Lions, I think the Lions have a decent roster, especially when Matthew Stafford is healthy and he, he can get Kenny Galladay, his catches, and Marvin Jones, and hopefully, and I think TJ Hawkinson will have a better season than he did last year. And hopefully we'll have more games like that week one Arizona Cardinals game. The only problem is Kenny Galladay is questionable for this game. Kenny Galladay is the best wide receiver on the Lions. And he's he will be sorely and dearly missed if he is out for week one. So it this is very this is a very interesting prediction because I think Kenny Galladay could really affect this game. Because without him, I think the Lions are going to be a lot less offensively threatening. And with him, I think they will, they can easily beat the Bears. But I think either way, I think the Bears are going to lose just because Mitchell Trubisky is their quarterback. Mitchell Trubisky is not a good quarterback. And I don't know how he won the starting job from Nick Foles. But Mitchell Trubisky is not a good quarterback. So I, I do think that the Detroit Lions will pull out week one of the NFL season. The the sixth game of the season, you have the lost the newly the new Las Vegas Raiders. They are no longer the Oakland Raiders versus the Carolina Panthers. This is a really interesting matchup. These are two teams that a lot of people coming into the season have already counted them out. I don't I haven't. The Panthers are in one of the toughest divisions. And the Raiders are in two of the toughest divisions in the NFL. The Raiders, all I have to say is they're in the same division as the Kansas City Chiefs. The Panthers are in the same division as the Saints, who made the playoffs last year. The Buccaneers, who added pretty much every every free agent named. 
and and so now they're one of the best they're one of the better teams in it better or best team in the NFL and then the Falcons can either do really good or really mediocre but the Panthers added some really solid pieces and the main one I'm talking about is Teddy Bridgewater Teddy Bridgewater who was a backup for Drew Brees for in last season when Drew Brees went down Teddy Bridgewater went undefeated with the Saints I think he he will be fine enough he will be he will be not mediocre but he will be able to not gunsling and throw five interceptions per game to be able to get like a like a decent amount of yards throwing but also he he's the perfect guy for Christian McCaffrey he's not flat Bridgewater is fundamental he's not flashy and he can he will understand that McCaffrey is the guy also, the Panthers added Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson was the best wide receiver on the New York Jets, and he's a very solid receiver. So now you have Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, and Robbie Anderson for Teddy Bridgewater to throw to. And that's that's actually a pretty solid wide receiver core. Now flipping over to the Raiders, the Raiders have Derek Carr, who's a okay quarterback. I really like Derek Carr, but he is only an okay quarterback. They have Josh Jacobs who had an amazing rookie season. I think he should have won Offensive Rookie of the Year, but they gave it to Kyler Murray. They drafted Henry Ruggs, who is just Tyreek Hill part two. Just speed and route running, and that's about it. Um, They added Jason Witten, but I don't really think he's going to be able to do much um, behind... I won't say it's Daryl Moore. I'm probably wrong, though. They added... They added some. Oh, they added Nelson Aguilar, who's a who who's an okay receiver if he can just catch the ball. If he can catch the ball, he will be a fine receiver. So both teams added pieces, and both teams already had really good pieces. Both teams have really good running backs. That's something that's really big. Both teams have really really good running backs. Christian McCaffrey, in my opinion, is the best running back in the league, and Josh Jacobs could probably become a top five running back this year. Um, but who am I going to give the win to? This is, I think that the Raiders are going to win this. And the only reason I think this is because this is Matt Rule's first ever head coaching game for the NFL. Matt Rule was the coach of the Baylor Bears in college last year, and he did amazing with them. He got them to the Big 12 championship and almost to the playoffs if he was able to beat Oklahoma. But I think... He will he will be unexperienced enough for a veteran like John Gruden to be able to outcoach the Panthers for the Raiders to win. So I'm giving it to the Raiders, but I would not be surprised. I'm not going to be shocked if the Panthers win this game at all, because the Panthers have I, the Panthers are fine. I don't I I see everyone saying the Panthers are going to win like four games. I think the Panthers have a have a decent roster. And they could, they can win some games. Are they going to win the division? Probably not. Are they going to make the playoffs? Probably not. But I don't see them in a position to get a top five draft pick. But I do think the Raiders are going to take this week one, this week one game. Moving on, our next game is the New York Jets versus the Buffalo Bills. Uh, again, there. This is one. This is like the Colts Jags. There isn't much to talk about here. I think it's going to the Bills. The Bills, they traded for Stephon Diggs, and now they finally have a weapon, a real weapon for Josh Allen that isn't John Brown or Cole Beasley. 
Stephon Diggs can be really dangerous on this team because John because Josh Allen can throw a football accurately, not necessarily. But when you have a guy like Stephon Diggs who can make plays on his own, I think he'll be fine. Uh, Devin Singletary is a fine running back. Uh, Ed Oliver is looking to improve after after his rookie season. And overall, I think the Jets are going to be a bottom-tier team. They're going to be with the Jaguars and probably the Bengals, maybe the Dolphins, and then probably most likely, oh, and definitely the Washington football team. I think the Jets are going to be bottom feeders. They lost Robbie Anderson. Uh, They lost, they didn't really lose anyone, but they were just really bad last year, so I don't see how they're going to improve in any way, especially when they just lost Robbie Anderson. I think Jamison Crowder is injured. And you have Adam Gase as your head coach, which is a problem on its own because Adam Gase ruined the Miami Dolphins and then left them burning. But Brian Flores is picking up the ashes and putting them back together, and he's ruining the Jets too. You have Le'Veon Bell, but he's kind of getting exposed as a system running back. Sam Darnold isn't that good of a quarterback in the slightest. He's probably the worst quarterback from the draft class he was in besides Josh Rosen because Josh Rosen's on the practice squad. And that draft class was Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson was the best. And then probably Allen and then Mayfield or Mayfield and Allen. But Mayfield had a really bad year last year. Um, But this easily goes to the Bills. I don't know why I'm on this, talking about this so much. This one just is a clean sweep, easy. It's going to Buffalo. Cleveland Browns, Baltimore Ravens. The Cleveland Browns were one of the most hyped up teams last year, and they flopped. They flopped hard. They got handled by the Titans in week one, and then just was awful. But they fired Freddie Kitchens. They got him out. They got him out of there. And they brought in uh, Kevin Stefanski, who seems to have a lot more respect in the locker room than Freddie Kitchens. So I do feel like they could be better. But I don't even think it matters in this week one game because the Baltimore Ravens somehow got better. They traded for Calais Campbell. They drafted J.K. Dobbins. They got, uh, I think it was Clavion Chaseon from LSU. They somehow got better, even though they had to cut Earl Thomas. The Ravens are going to be one of the best teams in the league, and Lamar Jackson is one of the most electric quarterbacks in the NFL. He's not the best. He's not even the second best, but he's one of the most, not even electric players. He's a playmaker through and through, and Hollywood Brown is healthy. And overall, I think that team is going to be amazing. They're probably going to win the AFC North unless the Browns and the Steelers or the Steelers just shock everyone and win like 13 games. But I don't think that's going to happen. Kevin Stefanski was one of the many coaches that changed. Another one I named was Matt Rule for the Panthers. And the one I forgot to name was Ron Rivera going to the Washington football team and leaving the Panthers. But that doesn't really matter. Overall, I think the Ravens are going to beat the Browns. I don't think the Browns will be as bad as they were last year. I think they're going to get it together. I think Kevin Stefanski is going to bring them together and say, hey, we have to win. We have such a good team here that we have to win. Also, they drafted, uh, they finally got someone at the O-line. They drafted, I think it was Tristan Wirfs in the first round, who seems solid to protect Baker. It's just 
the Browns have so are so teeter totter because like Odo Beckham Jr. will either catch eight for like a hundred yards or he'll catch two for like twenty. Baker Mayfield will have a really good game or a really bad game. That's how I feel like this season is going to go for the Browns, or that's the expectations, unless they can string it all together. Because Baker Mayfield had a really bad season last year. After having a great rookie season, he had a really, really, really bad season last year. I don't think it's going to carry over. I think Freddie Kitchens was the problem, and now they have they have X'd out that problem, but they're playing the Ravens, and the Ravens are going to be probably a top three team in the AFC, if not a top three team in the NFL. So that one goes to the Ravens. And our last one o'clock game for Sunday is Seahawks versus the Falcons. The Falcons are a very interesting team. They made the Super Bowl a couple years ago, but then one of the greatest, if not the greatest, Super Bowl blunders, 28-3 happened. They blew a 28-3 lead, and they haven't been the same since. After that, they after that year they lost to Nick Foles in the playoffs and they really haven't been the same since. I think they've been 7 and 9 the past few years. Um they did add some pieces. They added uh Todd Gurley after losing Devontae Freeman to free agency. He's still a free agent. He hasn't been signed even though he's a really solid running back, but they added Todd Gurley. Uh but they lost Vic Beasley who was a so- really solid um uh, uh, D-line, and just edge rusher. They lost Desmond Trufant to the Lions, so that's a big hit at corner. But they did, I think they I think they drafted a corner. Well, look that up. Because, yeah, they drafted A.J. Terrell, 16th overall. Um, which is, I mean, it's a rookie. It's a rookie corner especially, so you don't know how that's going to go. But I don't feel it. I feel like the Falcons got worse because, in my opinion, Todd Gurley is not a good running back. He was good for a couple years, but then his body caught up to him and arthritis specifically caught up to him. And he's just fallen off. He was great on the Rams during that playoff run, but or during the run to the playoffs, then hit the playoffs and completely stopped. Um, so. I think the Falcons got worse, even though they have Julio Jones, they have Matt Ryan. Dan Quinn is a pretty solid coach. I just don't... Oh, also the Falcons lost Austin Hooper, which is another big name loss. He went to Cleveland. I forgot to mention him when talking about the Browns and the Ravens. Um, but I do think the Falcons... I haven't even talked about the Seahawks, and I think the Falcons are going to lose. The Seahawks added Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams is a is one of the best safeties in the league. You have DK Metcalf going to his second year after having a phenomenal first year. Russell Wilson's a top two quarterback. It's the second best quarterback in the NFL. Um, you got your running backs healthy like Chris Carson. Or I think, yeah, Chris Carson. Your wide receivers. Uh, that team is just really, really solid and really good. The offense is great. The defense is fine. Even though you lost Jadavion Clowney, he signed with the Titans. I still think their defense is going to be really fine because you have Bobby Wagner and Jamal Adams. That's pretty much all you need for that defense to be great because who's you're not going to get passed on. Like Even with with mediocre corners, I don't know who their corners are, but you're just not really going to get passed on with guys like that. I do think this easily goes to the Seahawks because the Falcons, I think, are going to have a below-average season, probably another 7-9 or a 6-10 type season. Uh, and I think the Seahawks are going to be one of the best teams in the NFL. And a heavy Super Bowl contender. 
moving on to our 405 game. We have the Los Angeles Chargers and the Cincinnati Bengals. Earlier, uh, I think a couple, like last month or like two weeks ago, Tyrod Taylor was announced the starter for the Los Angeles Chargers. Tyrod Taylor is was the quarterback who was starting before Baker Mayfield. He also started in Buffalo and made a playoff game. He made the playoffs. And then you flip over to the Bengals. This is Joe Burrow's. This is Joe Burrow, the number one overall pick. This is his debut. It's his. It's his time to show the league what he's made of, and if he's not, if he is a bust or not. And I think this is a great team to show it against. I know the Chargers added some really solid pieces like Brian Bulaga on O line, Chris Harris Jr. at corner. They locked down Melvin Ingram, Joey Bosa, um, but they did lose Derwin James to injury. If I'm not, if I'm not wrong, uh, again. Which he's a really good player when healthy, so it sucks to see him go down so much. Um, and the Bengals have some weapons too. They got AJ Green, they got John Ross, Joe Mixon, CJ Rizoma, drafted T. Higgins. Um, they finally spent some money on some free agents. I don't remember who, but they did. I remember because I have a relative who's a Bengals fan, and he was finally happy to see them spend some money. I do think this goes to the Chargers, though, because I do think the Chargers are just a better team. The Bengals are probably going to be bottom feeder again this year. I would not be surprised to see them in the top 10 again. Because while, yes, they added a lot of pieces, they're still the Bengals. Jonah Jonah Williams, their first-round pick from last year, is going to be healthy, which is good for the O-line. But... I do think the Chargers, like Austin, they have Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and Hunter Henry. They have so many, they have a lot more weapons than the Bengals. I get it, A.J. Green is like really good, but he didn't play all, all season last year. He didn't play all of last year at all. He played zero games. They didn't even step on the field. So we don't know what, what's going to be like for him. But I feel like the Chargers, we have a lot more of a, this is what this team is going to be like. And I think it's going to be a solid team. And if not, then... And if not, then Justin Herbert's going to come in, and we're then we're going to see what happens with that team because they did draft Justin Herbert, and I'm I wouldn't be surprised if, like they they were they are really ready to use him and they want to. But Tyrod Taylor is also a pretty solid quarterback. He did get the Bills to the playoffs, but I do think this goes to the Chargers, um, just because the Bengals just aren't they aren't built they aren't built that well. They're a weird mesh of talent. And I think the Chargers just, like, I think Anthony, Anthony Lynn is a great coach and all. Uh, Zach Taylor is a, is a second year who his first year was really bad because he had a really bad team. So I think that Chargers team is just going to be able to beat the Bengals pretty handily. Uh, our first 425 game is the Arizona Cardinals and the San Francisco 49ers. The San Francisco 49ers were the NFC champions last year. And then blew a lead to the Chiefs because every team that played the Chiefs had to blow a lead. It was just tradition. And the Cardinals got a lot better. Like, a lot better. And the reason why is because of one man, DeAndre Hopkins. In my opinion, he is the best wide receiver in the league. He's one of my favorite players in the league. And they got him for pennies. They didn't have to trade a first rounder. They only had to trade a second and a fourth and David Johnson. David Johnson is a 
running back whose shelf right whose whose shelf life is running out and his career is running low and his contract is a mess. So they got DeAndre Hopkins and they extended him on a two year deal. It was beautiful. And they also drafted Isaiah Simmons, who's who's one of the most high potential players in the uh from the draft. And they got him like at eighth without having to trade up for him when people thought he was going to go top five. But the 49ers also improved. They may have traded Matt Breida to the Dolphins, which was a great trade for the Dolphins because they also signed Jordan Howard. So now they have running backs after losing Kenyon Drake to the Cardinals last year. Uh, the, and But they also traded for Trent Williams, who, who will be a great guy to protect uh, Jimmy Garoppolo because someone on a 49ers O-lineman retired I want to I can't remember who it was Joe Staley Joe Staley retired uh like right before the Trent Williams trade I think they traded for him obviously to replace Joe Staley Joe Staley was a great O-lineman um I do think this goes to the 49ers just because the 49ers have a great defense even though they traded DeForest Buckner something else I forgot to add on he's on the Colts another reason the Colts are going to win I do think the 49ers are going to beat the Cardinals because while, yes, the Cardinals have great pieces like Kyler and Larry and Drake and Hut D-Hop and Simmons and Pat Pete and Buda Baker, who just got who got extended, they're still really weak at a lot of really important spots. And the 49ers are a really, really rock-solid team with Debo Samuel at receiver and, and George Kittle at the best tight end in the league, George Kittle at tight end. They are just a very rock-solid team, and I think they will be able to beat the Cardinals in a rather close game because I think the Cardinals offense will be able to inflict some damage on the 49ers defense and be able to keep up. But I think in the end, the 49ers offense will be able to beat the Cardinals defense to where they win by, I would say, about a touchdown or 10 points. I think it will be it will, it will be a really good game. And I think Kyler Murray will perform really well if for his second year. But I do think it goes to the 49ers. Now moving on to our four, our other four twenty five game, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the New Orleans Saints. Now I think this could be the game of the week. I think this could be the best game out of all the games because this is a high powered star matchup. This is Tom Brady. This is Rob Gronkowski. This is Leonard Fournette, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, uh, Shaq Barrett. I think. I want to say it's Shaq Barrett. Nandamakan Sue. Um, uh, I don't think it's Shaq Barrett. Uh, who else am I missing? And then, I don't know, but just it's just star-studded. And then you flip to the Saints, and it's Kamara. Michael Thomas, Jared Cook, Drew Brees, uh, Cameron Jordan, Fletcher Cox. Or no, Malcolm Jenkins. Not Fletcher Cox. Malcolm Jenkins. And... That is just, it's going to be an amazing, amazing matchup because it's just star-studded teams. And it's going to be really fun to watch. I, I genuinely do not know who I think is going to win, but I have to make a prediction. And I think it's going to be the Saints because I think it's going to take the Buccaneers at least two games to get their groove going with Tom Brady and with Gronk and with all the these new guys they got because Bruce Arians... Just came out of retirement last year, coached a a mediocre 
to below average Buccaneers team with James Winston and now has all these stars and there are expectations to perform and not be last year's Browns. But I think it will take them about a game or two to get their groove and then they will start racking up wins and make the playoffs. But I do think this game goes to the Saints because the Saints pretty much kept the same team, just added a couple pieces, and they're and they're going to be fine. And they are they are out yet again for like the third straight year. They're out for vengeance after the the Minneapolis miracle, the missed PI call in the NFC Championship game against the Rams, and then losing to the Vikings in the wild card. They are out for vengeance and out for a ring. And I think this could be the year for them. But I I feel like I say that a lot when I'm talking with other people. But I do think the Saints are going to beat the Buccaneers. Now, this is our Sunday night primetime game. And God, I hope this is a good game. This is the Dallas Cowboys versus the Los Angeles Rams. The Dallas Cowboys added uh, CeeDee Lamb. Or no, Jerry, yeah. CeeDee Lamb, Jerry Judy. I can't remember. I'm going to look it up. I think it's, yeah, CeeDee Lamb. They added CeeDee Lamb. They lost Jason Witten, but that doesn't really matter because Blake Jarwin's fine. Or no, Blake Jarwin? I think I think my mem- my Cowboys memory is my Cowboys roster memory is not that good. Uh, yeah, Blake Jarwin. They have Blake Jarwin. Uh, they added Everson Griffin to help with Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, they added. And they are probably the front runners for Earl Thomas in the offseason. Or, I mean, in free agency, because Earl Thomas... I feel like every free agent that, like, is, isn't is on a certain place... Or, like, is, like, they're going here. Everyone's like, well, they're going to the Cowboys then. Like, Jamal Adams, when trade rumors sprouted up... Jamal Adams was supposed to get traded to the Cowboys. But instead, he was traded to the Seahawks. But I do genuinely think Earl Thomas could go to the Cowboys... The Cowboys have a lot, like every year, they have a lot of expectations because they are the most cocky fan base out there. They th- every year they think they're winning the Super Bowl, but then they go eight and eight, and like last year they missed the playoffs. At least I think, yeah, they missed the playoffs. But I do think this team could be pretty good. But there, there, there are some iffy spots. You extended Amari Cooper in the offseason. You got Zeke has his extension, but you still have to worry about Dak. Dak Prescott is a mediocre. To he's a, he could be a good quarterback, but right now I see him as a little bit of a okay quarterback, and he is asking for so much money, and I don't think he's gonna get it, and so I feel like that could hurt the team, but it could also be really good because Dak could play like an MVP and then get his money because he played like an like an MVP and won them games, and then flipping over to the Rams, the Rams had the had a very big Super Bowl hangover. They made the Super Bowl after a really good season, and then they were just okay. They were second, I think, second to last in their division behind the Seahawks and the Niners, and they were just okay. And they have Aaron Donald, who is probably the best defensive player in the league. Um, they extended Jalen Ramsey, who's one of the best cornerbacks in the league. They did lose Todd Gurley. I think Cam Akers is their running back. Or, yeah. Jared Goff, I don't... I, I think Jared Goff is a bad quarterback. I think Jared Goff is a... Is a not a good quarterback. I think Dak is a better quarterback than Goff. I think a lot of people are better than Goff. Um, 
but this team does have a lot riding on them. I just don't really see what what good they like. They lost Brandon Cooks. The Cowboys lost Randall Cobb. They both kind of lost receiving weapons. But the Cowboys drafted a receiver. The Rams didn't even have a first rounder. Um, the Rams lost Clay Matthews to the to free agency. Uh, they lost. They just lost a lot of people. And I just don't see how. I think this Rams team can pull out maybe an eight and eight season. Or I think their ceiling is about an eight and eight, and their floor is like a six win season. Uh, so who do I think is going to win this? I think it's going to be the Cowboys. I think just that offense is really high powered, and I think they're. I think Dak is going to have a good game against this Rams team. I think Amari Cooper will be able to beat out Jalen Ramsey. That's a very ballsy thing to say. But I think after you get past Jalen Ramsey, the CB room falls off because they lost to Keith Tlaib, who retired. Um, and I think CeeDee Lamb could have a really good rookie like rookie debut against second, like, okay Rams corners. Um and I just don't think the I just don't think the Rams offense is that good anymore. Like it's like it's like Cooper Cup and Gerald Everett, and then you have a you have a really solid O line with Andrew Whitworth leading it, but you don't really have a running back. Jared Goff is not that good of a quarterback. You lost Brandon Cooks, like I said. Uh, you still have Robert Woods though, but I don't. I think the Cowboys are going to win this game, and the Rams debut at SoFi Stadium is going to be a loss. Now, we only have two games left. I know this is a long episode, but I planned it to be because I really wanted to just get my predictions. And I'm probably going to do these predictions maybe every Sunday. And it's just going to be really long episodes. Um, But we do kind of have to hurry. So our first Monday night game is at 7-10. And it's the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the New York Giants. The I uh, It's going to the Steelers. I don't even really need to talk about this one. The Giants got worse somehow they didn't really they added an o-lineman in the draft they didn't really add anyone in free agency uh deandre baker is suspended for uh charges of armed robbery which is he's an idiot for that um i just they're just not good the giants are another bottom feeder team they're not like the the nfc east nfc east i'm gonna say that was confidence is literally just is it going to be the Cowboys or the Eagles? The Giants and the Washington football team are already out of the race. And the Steelers, they added Eric Ebron to play tight end, which is really solid. Ben Roethlisberger is back. Juju's back. James Conner could have a really good season. The defense is going to be phenomenal with Minka Fitzpatrick and TJ Watt helming it. TJ Watt is one of the best defensive players in the league and probably should have won Defensive Player of the Year, but he didn't. And overall, I think the Steelers are going going to absolutely handle the New York Giants. And then the last game of the week, the last month, the Monday Night Football, the Tennessee Titans versus the Denver Broncos. This is going to be a good game, in my opinion. Even though the Broncos lost Von Miller for the season, which is which really sucks because the Broncos had really high hopes. The Titans got got Davion Clowney, which is re- which could be really good for them. Uh, the Broncos got Jerry Judy, and they have Cortland Sutton. So, and Drew Locke is now going into the season as the starter. And Drew Locke was seen is being seen as a good quarterback. And the Tennessee Titans, Ryan Tannehill is a mediocre quarterback, but Derrick Henry is a great running back. And then the Chargers added Melvin Gordon to play running back to, with Philip Lindsay. So now they have Lindsay and Gordon as a as a duo. This is just going to be a really good game. 
Justin Simmons for the Broncos on defense, and uh, uh, Jarrell Casey on the line for the Broncos from the Titans. Jarrell Casey went, got traded from the Titans to the Broncos, and I think this is going to be a great game. Who do I think is going to win? I think the Broncos are going to pull this out. I think the Broncos just I, – I think Derrick Henry is going to run all over them. But I think the Broncos are going to be able to slow down the passing attack and their offense is going to play – is going to shoot all guns and just go out and score. Even I think Locke is going to have his confidence in him. I think the the O-line is going to be able to hold up enough for him because Clowney's more of a, 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 um, a run stopper than a pass rusher. So I think the Broncos are going to win. So really quickly, going through all my predictions, I went Eagles over Washington, Dolphins or Patriots over Dolphins, Packers over Vikings, Colts over Jaguars, Lions over Bears, Raiders over Panthers, Bills over Jets, Ravens over Browns, Seahawks over Falcons, Chargers over Bengals, Niners over Cards, Cardinals, Saints over Buccaneers, Cowboys over Rams, Steelers over Giants, and the Broncos over the Titans. This is my week one Sunday fo- Sunday night football and Monday night football predictions because Thursday night already happened. I'm probably not going to be able to do those ever. But this these are my predictions. They are probably going to be very wrong because I'm looking at them. I kind of picked like the better just looking team except for like the Lions and maybe the Raiders and then probably the Broncos. But I do think those are just the teams that just have better rosters and better coaching. So... This is the first episode back of the First Pick Podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. I'm going to try and get a schedule going. It will most likely be every Sunday and then maybe some Mondays. So just look out and I will be giving updates on my Instagram. Uh, I'm probably going to set up an Instagram for my podcast. So I'm not posting on my personal Instagram. But my personal Instagram is uh, Maddox M. Miller. So... If you want updates on that, even though most of the people who listen to this, that's the only way they know of this. So never mind about that. But still, um, you can listen to this on Spotify and anywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, I think. And really anywhere you listen to podcasts. I know this is the very end of the video, but still, I just want to let everyone know for for like whenever I release another episode. I know the break. I know the quote unquote break was long but school started and I I kind of fell behind on that but I am glad to be talking about this again and this was a really really long episode so I'm sorry that you had to listen to this really really long episode but thank you for listening and that is it